0: Start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Side. Let's Go F1 Show. Welcome to the Lightsight. Let's Go F1 Show on Jack's radio. And as you can guess from that opening tune by Men at Work, we are down under this week to review the first Australian Grand Prix. Uh, after uh, two years off the calendar, and to help me do it, I have with me Rich and Adam. How are we doing?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. How are you, boys?
2: Uh, actually I am a little bit disappointed this week. I was really no. hoping that the pandemic might have killed the common cold virus, but I could attest, no, it hasn't. No, it's the first time I've been sick in like three years. I'm not used to it.
1: No, I have to, I have to say, it, to it, it's hit our house, our household as well, a little bit. My youngest has got it, and my wife's coming down with a cold as well, so. I'm going to do my Shocking. best to stay away from it all and you know talk to you guys instead.
0: Wow. There you go. There you go. And we have the wonderful prospect of the Australian Grand Prix to talk about this week which is
1: good. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So there we go. So they were we'll very
1: they off. were very excited to have it back, weren't they? The crowds.
0: Yes, they were. Very excited. It was it was a huge crowd as well. It was the biggest single weekend weekend sporting event in Australian history
2: apparently. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah, four hundred nineteen thousand people apparently over the weekend. I know, incredible, wasn't it? That's, that's quite.
1: Incredible. How does that compare to Silverstone normally? I forget what Silverstone was last year. It's more than uh, that.
0: It's it. That's reasonable. Yeah, it, 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 that's a, It's across the whole weekend, isn't it? I think it's Ooh. reasonably comparable. Yeah, plus
1: but,
2: uh, yeah, plus plus Silverstone's not in Australia. That's true. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I prefer to be in Australia than Northampton, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> Nothing against anybody who lives in Northampton, and obviously you have the home of motorsport there, but it's not a holiday destination, let's be clear about that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. very true. But anyway, so let's crack on with a bit of news and stuff, and then we will get into the qualifying and the race. So, yeah, so Neil Wittich, who was the race director for this uh, race, um, has enforced the no jewellery ban for the drivers. It was originally brought in in 2005, so did you hear about that?
2: no.
1: Is this like I, is this like being at school with when you start to take your earrings out for PE and stuff like that, and all the girls that take the rings off and that?
2: What is it? Are they going to have I to start don't... driving in navy knickers? <laughs> it's a bit that's of a strange one. Just, that's just I mean, your I mean... head, Adam. <laughs> I understand.
0: I understand why it's there because I think you know if there needs to be an emergency MRI scan or something, you know, you you don't need the jewellery, which is fine. But actually, it's not been enforced for a long time. Um only really affects Lewis Hamilton, mainly.
1: <laughs> I um, going to say, I don't know what the other guys wear, but it does seem to basically affect Lewis. And but it's anyway. one
0: of those things where there's other rules that they need to think about enforcing, first of all. You know, is this really a, a battle that he wants right the second? I, I, I don't really...
2: No, I think, I think I'm with you. I think that, um, I mean, I will say I'm surprised that it hasn't been enforced yeah. before, but... Is that the first thing you want to bite off and start chewing on? I don't think so. Exactly. It's a bit of a strange one, but... Uh, yeah. yeah there,
0: there you go. Well. I wasn't aware
1: of that rule, but I, I know they they brought in another rule for this particular race, didn't they, around safety car restarts?
0: Yes. Yes. It's another thing that they are slowly... I think they're slowly ticking off all the things that Max Verstappen did wrong last year, but they didn't <laughs> want to do it all at once and make it like it was actually, yeah, we were wrong and it was all illegal. They're just doing it slowly, aren't they? I think. Well, to be fair, this is kind 100%. of like drip
1: feeding in because he, he 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 got alongside Leclerc at the first two races, I think, wasn't it? So uh, yeah. this is this is just sort of like putting a little kibosh on that and all the rest of it. But you know.
0: But then the other thing that Neil Whittaker brought in before Bahrain, which passed me by, but I've only recently found out that he's told the drivers and teams that there there will be no requests from Race Control to tell the drivers to give back places if they gain advantage. Like by going off the track, he's saying it's left down to team and driver discretion to give that place back to avoid a penalty. Yeah, I did. I, mean, I did. I didn't understand to, that either. Well,
1: they've got to make the they've got to make the expectation very very clear then as to what the rule is at that particular circuit.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like telling football teams to decide whether whether it's offside or not themselves.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it is actually. It's exactly that. That's quite a good analogy, Dan. You know I mean? And they'll they'll probably go, no, nah, it wasn't offside. And then at the end of the match, they go, oh, well, actually, um, we've reviewed it and actually it was offside. So uh, the other team won. That's it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, the FIA don't seem to help themselves sometimes, do they? They just either concentrate on the wrong things or just, I don't know, they're just, it's a bit strange, but we're, we're, mm. let, let's see how it pans out. Let, yes, indeed. Let's see how it pans out. And as you said, Rich, yeah, the safety card restart. So it's been clarified that you can't as verstappen has been doing, is sort of come right alongside. You need to basically form a queue behind.
1: Yeah, you, you've got to be behind that front car because that front car has to dictate the rule. Even though he nosed it up at the second one because he got himself in the wrong position and Leclerc actually... Actually, this rule's helped him this weekend because certainly on the safety recovery start that they had this weekend, it, it worked out better for him. <laughs> yes, it did, yes. it you did. Know?
0: so... There you go. But uh, yeah, that, that was a... That was an interesting one. So, so I mean, that safety car rule being brought in because of Verstappen, that that's kind of the the, the second Verstappen rule that is because you had the moving under braking that was brought in when he first came into the sport. So that's sort of two Verstappen rules. You know, that what do you
1: think the next one's going to be? No parking on top of any of your competitors.
0: <laughs> well, okay. One? So, so I've seen lots of comments, and and I've been thinking myself that does that ratify that that you know Verstappen is a bit of a. Dirty driver, or that you know he's pushing the rules or whatever. But <laughs> mm. if it was Hamilton, would we be lauding him, saying he knows how to push the rules as far as he can?
2: Which we have done in the past. To yeah.
1: Be fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have to present both sides of the case there, my lud, don't we? Yeah, I think, um, so. I think I, so. I think it's. I think it's more to do with. I think there's some subtlety at whether you're pushing the rule and being safe. Because I think the difference is they've both, you know, all F one drivers push the rule, but they all do it. But yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, or I, is I, it? I or
2: is it? Or is it just whether or not it's your guy that's pushing the rule?
1: I don't know because I, I think used, that's what I'm
2: thinking of. If it's, if it's your to, boy, if it's your boy that's pushing the rule, it's probably okay. I never if it's used anybody to a, else. It's definitely
1: not. Yeah, but I never used to be a massive Lewis fan. If I'm no, honest. you didn't. In fair, um, you know. So I, I'm trying not to be rose-tinted about it, but I do. I do think he hasn't necessarily done things dangerously whereas max i think has tried to push the rules but has done things in a more dangerous manner
0: yeah on the on the on the safety areas.
1: yeah and i do think i don't know if i'm if we're a bit rose tinted about that you've got to go back to like oh seven oh eight. you know those first few seasons hamilton was in f1 he was you know how much i can't remember how much he did push from a whether everybody else was going you know, he's he's not safe and he's too quick.
0: Yeah, or... you always get that with the with the sort of young gun that comes through and they push it a little bit and people say that he's unsafe and things and they say I suppose you get it.
1: But I don't recall Hamilton parking on top of anybody. That's a distinct thing I don't remember. Well, so you sorry. know
2: <laughs> I will I will say though, I like, and I and I can't quite work out why yet, but this year Verstappen is one hundred percent different on the track. And I can't work out whether it's he's been sat down and been told, like, yeah, you, you know what you've got away with. You've gotten away with it. It's not going to happen anymore. And he sees a change coming. Or is it the fact that the pressure of the World Championship is gone and it, he's not quite as intense? Or does he know a little bit more about how to and how not to race against Charles? I think Peter? it's, I think it's a mixture of a lot of them.
1: Two things. I think I don't think he gets on with the car. As well,
2: is that too. Yeah, yeah, I
1: really don't think it suits him at all, and I think he is more aware of slash nervous of Charles Leclerc. I he had so no too. no he had nothing about Hamilton because he never raced against. Yeah, him
0: I, I think he knows how to race against Leclerc. Whether that's a good thing well, because he thinks he can beat him or not, he still knows him inside out from,
2: from their younger days. He's, he's nothing nervous about Hamilton. I, that's I my think, point. I think he's scared. Think he's of him, right? nervous. I don't think he was ever scared of Lewis. No, I think that he felt that he had that. That, that Lewis was that guy that was going to play the marathon game and not the sprint game and perhaps back off in a, in a 50, 50 ball, so to speak. Wouldn't and Perhaps it... perhaps Charles isn't.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have seen Max last year versus Lewis from 2007?
2: Yeah, oh, right. that would have been good.
0: But also Max having that DNF in that, in the, it was the first race he had a DNF, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It puts him points behind. So he can not oh. act like he acted in front of Lewis, right. because most of the time yeah. in, against Lewis, he was points ahead. He could afford two DNFs. Yeah, that's true. True. Now he can't, can he? I think that's the difference also, I think. But...
1: Yeah, that's a very good point, yeah.
0: There you go. <clears throat> and we got, so uh, what else have we got? We got three races in the USA next year. So we have Yay! Austin, Texas. We have Miami. And then we have Under the Lights in Vegas
1: vegas baby vegas yeah. really it's not in the,
2: it's not it's actually on the strip and not in the caesar's palace car park or whatever yeah, it was. that's it's right just... yeah it is
0: and it's going to be a 10 p.m race in the states i think so it's going to be similar time to australia over here but it'd be good good for you adam
2: yeah no yeah. doubt
0: it's going it'd to be, be a races, vegas, so it gives the european hours the sunday morning race
2: etc plus so. plus most people in Vegas are in bed until about eight o'clock in the evening so yeah, they'll exactly, be up just in yeah. time to see yeah, the race exactly. to be fair <laughs> that's it <laughs> very
0: true very true and we have seb vettel back uh, which is great so he's uh, you know got over covid and things um and just 48 hours so i mean i am as the years go on really liking seb particularly the, the stuff that he does with you know um um Advocacy for sort of you know litter picking and the, say, saving the earth and things. I think it's really great. But I saw a tweet where somebody said Seb has been back in F one just forty eight hours and already he's set his car on fire, rode a scooter illegally around the track and got fined five thousand dollars. That was like amazing. What a
1: hellraiser! <laughs> He's also instigated some new recycling bins at, at, at Albert Park as well.
0: There you go. There you go. But, um, yeah, so it was good to see Seth back, although we didn't have a great weekend. But we, He did we not,
1: did he? That. Bless him.
0: <clears throat> and uh, Schumacher. So his crash in Jeddah, it cost Hass $1 million, apparently. So that's a nice eat into the into the
1: cost cap. Oof. I'll have to remind my wife of that. She dinked her car this week. Oh, or last, yeah. No, last week she dinked her car. So at least that didn't cost a million quid. That's yeah. an expensive
2: uh, put, weekend. Put her on a cost it? cap, Rich. Put her on a cost cap. No, oh, she's, yeah. <laughs> gonna, uh, I'll have to. The thing is, I've got to
1: enforce it. That's the difficult bit. <laughs> Imposing rules and stating rules is one thing, enforcing them is quite another.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Let's go to a song and then we can crack into qualifying. And, Rich, this is one of yours.
1: Yeah. So, um, this is following on as well, a little while ago now, but, um, obviously still still mourning the sad early demise of taylor hawkins and although we did a foo, a foo fighters tune uh, at the time uh, and um i've simply linked into uh, a tune by taylor hawkins and the coattail riders and uh, this is um in 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 tribute to taylor but also in tribute to your um, your track limit rants of which we we, we hope we get more Beautiful. of this year and this is crossed the line
0: all listening to Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders with Crossed the Line on the light side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. So thanks for that choice, Rich. That was cracking. Apologies to anybody if there is some strange uh, noise. I'm, I'm having some headphone issues, but I think it's all sorted out. But there you go. Right, let's get into qualifying. So a uh, quick rundown of the top ten. So we had on poll Charles Leclerc. Second, Verstappen. Three, Perez. So those Red Bulls were really uh, taking the fight to the Ferraris there. Uh, fourth was Norris. Fifth was Hamilton. Sixth was Russell. Uh, seventh was Ricardo. So it's good to see both the McLarens up in the top ten, really, for, for a qualifying. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, eighth was Ocon. Ninth was Sainz. So he had a bit of a messy uh, qualifying, but he got stuck with a red flag. He would have been sort of third, I think, something like that, if it wouldn't have been for the red flag. so it was a yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and then you had uh, Alonso in tenth. Um, and, wow, Alonso could have been he was, on
1: top. He, he, he was on a lap. he was. Yeah, he top, was. Top, now, let's top talk
0: third. about the best lap ever in Formula 1, because apparently... With Max Slash, year and Jeddah hitting the wall, and everyone, and all the uh, the the outlets talking about that was the best lap they've ever seen. Well, in that case, let let's give the 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 same amount of airtime to Alonso then, because that was the best lap ever seen as well. Then surely,
2: if you end up in the wall and it's the best lap. I That's mean, it. And, 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 and he was he was man he was on it he was he was ahead of him he was ahead after the first two sectors and he was up on the third. It he
0: was, was yeah, it, it, but it, it was, was a hydraulic problem that actually made him go into the wall so he couldn't yeah, change down from fourth we had no engine braking which basically kind of took him took him wide in that corner so and I,
2: and I think he uh, I think he actually ended up hurting his hand or his thumbs pretty well too because he didn't release the steering wheel because yeah. he was still trying to change down and he actually had them pretty heavily taped on Sunday he I did yeah. He,
1: yeah and it was a it, yeah it was a cracking lap because he went purple in the middle sector as well so just showing that that, that alpine did have some good pace on the saturday absolutely no doubt. yeah
2: yeah so it did
1: and we also first, so, we, so we first also got,
2: ferrari pole first ferrari pole since when in australia 20 uh, in australia 2007 which was give me yes it was championship Reconin. year
1: yeah I mean, no. That's it, and and we did get to witness a quite grumpy Carlos Sainz at the end of the session.
0: We did, he was, yes, we did. He I mean, was obviously, livid. that red flag for Alonso, you know, did hamper signs but there was still six minutes to go. But he was kind of a bit out of sorts there; and he couldn't quite get back in because there was a an electrical gremlin problem that prevented mm. him going out, which meant then he only had one lap. He couldn't prepare his tires properly. Yeah, yeah. Was a bit of a messy, um, bit bit of a messy session for him. But I think he let that. Carry over into the race that he had a bit of a hangover there, and he needs to just needs to get a hold of those sort of mental issues in terms of forgetting qualifying and then going into the race anew. Because I think he let that sort of carry over a little bit. I think
1: so, yeah. Because he was, um, yeah. I thought I had him, I had him down for a good weekend. I had him down to winning this weekend, and uh, yeah, so did I. Yeah, he had a bit of a grumpy. uh, He was yeah, a bit of a grumpy, grumpy Saturday, which carried over into Sunday. I think
0: sometimes, particularly you know, in a you know, he's in Ferrari now, you know, and. It's possibly a championship-winning car. Um, he's got to make sure he keeps hold of that pressure because sometimes you can then try too hard if you have a messy qualifying. You're trying too hard in the race to make this places up. You've just got to be patient sometimes, and yeah. I think that's where he fell down. But I think he'll learn from that. You know, I it, think it's, it's good. Yeah, I
2: mean, and you got you got to you got to have that second driver bringing in the points as well. You know, although that being said, I did hear the the, the comment today, yesterday, yesterday, I was listening to something, and it said right now. If Charles Leclerc was a constructor by himself, he'd be first in the championship race. (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs)
1: He's doing a very good job, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, so we had Verstappen in second, so he couldn't quite match Leclerc's pace. Did you hear what Marco said about Max? No. Really strange one. I don't know whether this had perhaps... you can give me your idea on what you think this means, but whether the cracks are appearing in Red Bull or whatever, but Helmut Marko uh, after qualifying said about Verstappen, he says he goes over the limit and wants too much. That didn't work out in the last sector here. Uh, We thought that a world championship uh, would bring some calmness to him, but he probably needs another title. So he doesn't go into qualifying with so much pressure on him. I thought it was quite interesting comments. I don't know whether that's hard, because verstappen has been critical of Red Bull, and that's Marco sort of firing back a little bit. But it's a bit of a strange comment, I thought.
1: I don't know. Have they yeah, sold, I mean, have, have they sold ahead, too British. much? Fizzy, have they sold too much fizzy drink in Holland, and now they're going to concentrate in the Mexican market? Possibly, I don't know. Possibly. Perez has been possibly. quite guess, consistent I mean, at the moment. I think Perez has got his head around the car a bit more, and I don't know if that's a pointed thing to say. Look, the car's different, and Checo appears to be getting on top of it quicker than you are yeah and but understanding
0: Sophan was still the ahead
2: of him in qualifying, and he was ahead of him yeah, in the race I mean, until he went he out. Was, i also well, i also think yeah, but, i also think that as a as, as team leadership the whole listening to your driver always blaming the the team and the car and never taking any culpability yeah. has got yeah. has got to get old at some point too you yeah. listen to, to pretty much pretty much any other driver with probably the obvious exception of stroll Generally, people will accept it as we, 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 and it's just like. But with Max, it's always the car, this and they, that, and it's never him, man. It didn't, that's one of the reasons I like. You know, I just love to vilify him a little bit because I, I just don't like that lack of uh, of of any accountability or responsibility yourself. It also
0: might show what, what I was thinking about it when he talked about going into qualifying with so much pressure that you know that he needs another title. It's almost like perhaps he does. Realise that there's a lot of people out there who don't think that his title's legitimate, and he's under pressure to prove
2: I, that. I he kn- think he doesn't need I other More
0: likely, yeah,
1: he knows it himself. He
2: yeah, yeah, yeah he knows he
1: it. He knows it.
2: But there uh, you I'll go. tell you what: how many more, how many more DNFs and or bad finishes can he have before he becomes the number two driver this year? That's I know it's I say, early. Uh, yeah, I, I know, know it's I... early. It's only three races, but man, you have another DNF and then a crash. All of a sudden, you're out. And out of of championship contention with Leclerc driving like he is, and Perez is the only one that can start to bring that stuff home, man.
1: And Checo's yeah. do I think Checo's having a really, you know, all right, we're only three races in, but you know, he's 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 shown some good good pace and good consistency.
2: Yeah, and they, they said it was. Uh, uh, I think it was because the back of the car is so light, and, and and Max doesn't deal with the with the rotation in the car, and Checo actually quite likes that. That kind well, of element of oversteer. Yeah, it,
0: in, in in qualifying, or, or in practice, I think it was, Max was complaining that he said the car's very neutral, i.e. it's a perfect car. You know, the balance is perfect, but he likes that quite aggressive, squarely rear end of the car. So with a car that's completely planted at, at the moment, he's struggling with that, I think. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. It's an interesting one. But there you yeah. go. We will see how that develops. And then you had the Latifi and Stroll. Incidents. What a
2: mess.
1: What a mess. I, don't, I do not understand what was going on there other than two people who really should know a bit better. But
0: Stroll doesn't know. He didn't Whereas, look, Whereas no, so, he's, he's got no awareness of other cars None. on the track. No. I know perhaps None. he wasn't expecting after passing Latifi because Latifi was slowing down. To not pass him, but it, that could
2: have been another car. It it, it could be any right. car. Like right. I, his, his I, mean, I think it was it was a it was a bit of a stupid move from Latifi, and it, but it was. It, it was just stupid. Well, Stroll was just Stroll but apparently careless. But he apparently was plain... Latifi was told on the radio
0: that um, uh, uh, Stroll was on a lap, so he let him go. That as soon as he knew he was not he he was on a lap. He was like, well, I I need to p- to prepare. Um, prepare my lap, so he, he went past them again. So it, it was a mix-up between the oh, two. But Stroll's yeah. awareness,
2: it's just... He just didn't look. He didn't, in fact, they even showed the visor cam at one point. He didn't even look in his mirrors. He yeah, and looked, he actually he, he turned sharply
0: as well. He actually turned.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah he did. I, the, the, when you look at it from the from the, the, the rear perspective of of, of the TV coverage, he definitely saw Stroll, you know, jink to the right. 100%.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I saw his interview afterwards, and now uh, absolutely no... He, he's another one like... Verstappen, yeah. really absolutely just blames everyone else. Like, yeah, it, it wouldn't even take any blame that he actually turned into him at all. It was. Uh, it, it's
1: like yeah. it's like perhaps I don't know with with their dads doing something else as they were growing up, running companies, being Formula One drivers. I don't know.
2: Don't know. Just don't a, know. Just,
1: a, just a just a throwaway comment there, but you know, I do I do wonder they've got this sort of entitlement, haven't they? Both of them.
2: Yeah, they have. Yeah, it was a fast old track, though, wasn't it?
1: It's much it was better wasn't it
2: fast old track
1: much than, saying, yeah. i like the changes they've like that, made that, to that
2: it. second chicane whatever it was once it was, they right. once they, they said in qualifying once they got down to 118.7 that was 150 miles an hour average speed that's quick that's very very quick yeah. the average speed oh. Well, there you
0: go. But yeah, it, it, it was some interesting changes to the uh, to the to the uh, uh, Albert Park uh, circuit. But there you go. Right, that's qualifying. Let's go to a song, and then we can do the race. So, Adam, this is it one of yours?
2: So we just got done talking about all of the cracks and the red balls and the Verstappens of the world, and I love to believe in a little bit of cosmic payback. So this song is actually a song by Radiohead for all the boys at Red Bull, and this is called Karma Police. Welcome back to the Light
0: Side. Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio, and you just heard Radiohead with Karma Police, and that was played for all the boys and girls at Red Bull. And there you go. Right, so let's get into the race. So, quick rundown rundown of the top ten. So, race winner, Charles Leclerc. So, that's his second win in three races. Uh, Second was Perez. Third was Russell. So, his second F1 podium, but realistically... It his, his first
1: one. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, let's be honest. That's
1: Belgium his... last year wasn't exactly. Um, I think. I think it did race. lead.
2: I think it did lead potentially to a piece, a new entry in the Martin Brundle bingo that's going to be coming up throughout the season. Because I did hear the phrase when he was getting a little bit tasty in qualifying and during the race, he used the phrase showing some Russell muscle. Did I heard
1: that. Yeah, some Russell that's, muscle. That's, uh, that's
2: definitely coming back. Forget Mr. Saturday Russell muscle. That's there the you go, some be. Russell muscle. So he showed some Russell muscle and
0: finished third. You had Hamilton in fourth, Norris in fifth, Ricardo in sixth, Ocon in seventh, uh, Bottas there again in eighth, Gasly in ninth, and Alex Albon in the Williams in tenth. In a car that isn't really in 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 the top ten, I think he's starting to show his class, really, Albon. I think that was it was it was a good race by him. I I'd
1: agree, mate. He pulled some good moves, made some good defensive moves when he had way quicker cars behind him. I thought he was doing. I thought he had a really good weekend.
2: Yeah, I wondered he did. Yeah, I wonder what the heck was going on with the Williams strategy at one point. I've got to be honest. Yeah, well,
0: he he had to make that um that. Um, stint on the hard tires go really long, but fair play to him. He, you know, he, he got it done and it, yeah, it was good like 57 laps long or something. Really
1: yeah, something well, like yeah, well, <laughs> it, you know, it does make, I think they're still trying to learn about the deg on the tire. But this was this the first weekend where they had a gap in the tire? Um, uh, yes, it was. Seat, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. One, yeah. C3, between, between the hard
2: and the medium, is a two stats, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was yeah. two, three, and five. Yeah, that's, that's right. it. Two, three, yeah, and five. five. Three.
1: That's it. So the hard was the hardest compound proving they could do a race distance on it. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. And uh, just, but just, it was a fantastic we are... weekend from Charles Leclerc, really, wasn't it? So he completely dominated the weekend, to be fair. Um, and he got the Grand Slam. So he had he got the pole, fastest lap and the race win, which
2: is the first Grand Slam for Ferrari since... I think I know this. Go on. Just because you've got a grin on your face, so it's going to be Alonso. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which takes, Which I'm going to guess...
1: Come on, don't keep us 2010. suspended. 2010.
0: 2010, yeah. Let's whittle it down further. Which race? Singapore. You, you knew that anyway. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had it, I
2: had it really, but yes, I had it was one, the first was Ferrari Grand
0: Slam since Fernando Alonso in 2010 at Singapore. And there you go.
2: And actually, fair play to Leclerc, because up before yesterday, it was actually... Um, a win from pole in Australia had only been done once in the previous eight runnings. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. I do love a stat.
1: That is good. That's a good stat, actually, considering the last three six pole positions have been held by Hamilton. So.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Um, but the I would say, overall, I think the Red Bulls and the Ferraris looked similar on pace. Um, but unreli- unreliability struck for Max yet again in the race, and he went yeah. out with a fuel issue, different to the one in Bahrain, apparently. But it was a um, it's, an, it's external; it wasn't like a fuel pump thing. It was they they, they don't quite know what, you, what the issue was
2: yet, do they? Did you hear um, Karen Horner's yes uh, snarky <laughs> little comment? Snarky little comment at the end. I did. When he said, Go on, I'd, ra- I'd rather I'd rather make a fast car more reliable." than trying to make a reliable car faster.
0: Correct. And did you hear what Russell said back to that? No. He said, it doesn't matter how fast your car is if you don't make it to the end of the race. (laughs) Did he really? Good for (laughs) you. Yeah, he did.
1: (laughs) To finish first, first you must finish. The old adage is true.
0: I mean, Russell has been very good in his interviews. Now that he's at Mercedes as well. He's he's been very good in his interviews. He's playing that Mercedes line very well, and he's a he's a real professional, isn't he? I mean, you can tell that he's been brought up. He's, he's, he's flexing a little, Russell. muscle.
1: Yeah. he is definitely flexing a little bit there. I think he's good. Yeah, definitely. I like so
0: it. as we said, the hangover for signs from qualifying kind of came over into the race. He spun out on lap two, um, trying to basically make up for. a... Um, he went into anti stall right at the very start. Then I think quickly tried to make up positions. And then there, was a, there, was, two. There,
1: there was a few things because they changed his steering wheel out literally just before he went out. on. Yeah, the, so
0: onto it wasn't lap. all his fault. You're right.
1: So I think, the, I don't know, the settings should transfer over, but I don't know whether something happened with the yeah. anti-stool there. But then I don't know why they put him on the hards. I mean, they were obviously trying something different, but he had the pace in that Ferrari because the yeah. first two laps on those hards, he had no temperature in them at all. And, you know, you could see that from the way he went off. It's uh, Yeah, 100%. You
0: know, 100%. It I don't wasn't think it was completely the... his own doing, but I think he became the master of his own down for a little bit as well. And
1: yeah. It wasn't the and... greatest strategy yeah. call for the tyres, I don't think. But, you know, as you say, you know, he, he, he carried that hangover through. And um I was a bit disappointed. I think I thought Carlos was a lot... Uh, I don't know. We've we've seen a little bit of a little bit of a chink in, in science's armor there a little bit. He's been very cool, calm, and collected this season up to now.
0: We have, but I suppose it's the first time he's right up at that cutting end now, isn't he? I mean, Leclerc wasn't fantastic when he first went to Ferrari, if you remember, when the when the Ferrari was right at the front with Mercedes, and there was a few mistakes by by Leclerc there. So I think, give him a, a bit of time. I think I, yeah. I think he will get there.
1: Yep. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. True. Yeah.
0: Uh, another solid race from Perez, and he's there to pick up the points when Max doesn't finish, which is more often than not so far this season. He's doing um, the
1: job, and I imagine selling a lot of fizzy drink in uh, South America as well.
0: There you go. There you go. And every interview I see Perez, and he's got a can of Red Bull in his hands as well. I think it's always just he's just constantly carrying around a can of. I'd, Red Bull,
1: I I'd say that Sergio has read the job description thoroughly at Red Bull. Yes. Definitely. He's definitely performing well. He definitely ticks the box in his PDR interviews with helmet.
0: Definitely, definitely. And then you had Mercedes. So they finished third and fourth. Uh, so Hamilton um, should have finished ahead of Russell, really, but it was unlucky with, with the safety car. Um, and it put him back. It was just... Re- hes He's having... Torrid did, luck with with timings of safety cars right now, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he is. But did did, did they call him off of Russell at the end? No, of like
1: uh, this? no. I I, I I saw about this engine this, cooling, wasn't it? It, it was engine, engine cooling, heating. He said in his radio that you put you guys put me in a difficult spot, and right. everybody thought that meant oh, have they already applied team orders there? And it wasn't because what he was trying to say was you told me to hang back because we had cooling issues with the engine. Yeah. So I couldn't really attack. Cause I think he wanted to go for the third spot. He wanted to have a little ding dong with George. Well, and, he was, uh, he
2: was chasing he was chasing him down pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, he was. And then, yeah, and then all he, of a sudden I heard that, I heard that radio message you just alluded to there, Rich. And then from that point on, he just started dropping back until he was you know, a, a, a few seconds. Off he, had and, to, uh, he had to get in, 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 in here. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah
1: and And the thing is that you have to think we're only the third race in, but you know you you've got to have somebody you know back in the strategy team thinking, "Hang on, how many engines have we got for this season? Sure, you know have we've got to think ahead we've got to think of the long game this you know yeah, this yeah, is definitely a, this is many many races this season, so you know as frustrating as it is, I'm sure for him because he wants to go for everything as they all do you know, you've got to think, well, you know, if we are overheating the engine, we can't be launching an engine now because that's going to really knacker our strategy on which engines we use at which Grand Prix, et cetera, et cetera, throughout the year. So, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I think more was made of that radio call than, than than needed, but I think people didn't quite understand what he meant initially. Yeah, I missed whatever.
2: the rest of it for sure.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was a bad weekend for Vettel. So two crashes uh so he crashed in the race he crashed in practice wasn't it as well and he he had a problem car problem in in qualifying as well so it's been a a real messy weekend for him but it was his first weekend of racing these new cars so everyone else has got to speed know how they're handling you know traffic and all sorts so i think he's just needing to get used to that he did actually admit he he said that um the car was just too much for him to handle uh this weekend. So I think it's just a matter of getting used to the cars when everyone else has had two races to get used to it. Really? Yeah. I think that's, that's a fair point. He's, hopefully
1: he can get his mojo back. Cause we, we like, lo- I like Seb at the moment.
0: Yeah. So do I, I think Asim are in a bit of trouble
1: though. They've, they've changed a lot. Their management's changed a fair bit over the last yeah. couple of years. You know, everybody's Lawrence has come in with the money. So, you know, as it used to be Force India racing point, they always outperformed their budget. Yeah. Uh, now the budget's increased, they've had to make sort of management changes, and it, it is going to take a while for all that to bed in and settle down. So I just hope he's got the, I just hope Lawrence Stroll has got the patience and doesn't start swapping people out because it's not immediately working.
2: Yeah, 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 so do I. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely fell out of love a little bit with Vettel when he was at Ferrari, I must admit, and then he went through some kind of strange years there. I don't know whether it was the Ferrari machine that was turning him a little bit bitter or what it was, but... Yeah, it's nice to have, him, to have him back the way he is now. last now yeah, yeah Martin. But...
1: I, I think he's sort of, if you look at the way Ferrari are now, I think he knew the writing was on the wall a little bit. You know, yeah, with Leclerc we've... coming in and Benotto was, has been yeah, very, yeah. very concentrated on 2022. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to be here, am I?
0: But yeah, it, it is good to have him back a bit, sort of how he is, because his personality, I mean, he's he's an extremely funny person, you know, yeah, at he the is. car and stuff. He's really, he really, really funny <laughs> and... Even when he, back in his Red Bull days, some of his speeches at the um, you know the the prize giving gala and stuff were hilarious. He was like, he's a really yeah. funny person. This uh, yeah, it's good to have him back. He did lose a bit of that mojo at Ferrari, but uh, there you go. Um, McLaren were much improved P five and P six, although they were a long way down the road from. Leclerc so you know with um signs of Verstappen and, and Alonso not being up at the sharp end in that race perhaps the positions flatter them a little bit but at least they're improving I think anyway I, I think, think there's pretty good qualifying
1: as well yeah there's definitely progress there and I think the qualifying sort of stands out a little bit I appreciate you know a few people did uh, there was some dns which may have flattered but you know there were some solid qualifying performances as yeah, well. yeah there was yeah yeah so
0: definitely were, and know. going the other way uh the pace sort of ran away from Haas this weekend as well. So they yeah. had the 13th and 14th. Um, but I think the Albert Park track in, in Melbourne is a bit of an outlier, really. People often say it's not really indicative of where cars are. So it was one of those ones early in the race that's just thrown up a, a bit of an, an anomaly and perhaps Haas will be back uh, next yeah. week. In Imola. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, we'll see. You know, I think Ooh. it is. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange is a bit of a strange circuit and they have you know they've not raced on it for a couple of years either so
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um alonso ended up uh last all the way down he had a terrible strategy they tried making a one stop work i don't quite know why i think um he ended up having to pit again um about five laps before the end for, for, for a set of mediums and ended up all the way down Wow. Right then, okay. So that's more or less the race wrapped up. Let's go to a song, and then we will close the show out. And Rich, it's another one of yours.
1: Yeah. So uh, coming from the uh, the the Foo Fighters, um who well, it was Taylor Hawkins, coattail Riders, rather, but obviously a drummer with the Foo Fighters, and and they were they were they became friendly with a really rather heavy metal band called Pantera uh, after stepping in to replace Corn at Ozfest in '98. And there's a great story if you find it online. Uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, Dave Grohl and, and, and Taylor Hawkins, uh, going on a um, uh, on a visit down to uh, Pantera have got their own strip club. Uh, in um, in, uh, in 1998, they went down to see their strip club in I think where it is in Dallas. I think it is. And, uh, and there's a very funny story about it. So they're good mates, and this is uh, this is one of Pantera's tunes. Again, you know, just to, just to back up the Red Bull thing that you had earlier on. This is uh, a classic. Uh, I'm broken.
0: That was Pantera with "I'm Broken" on the lights out. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio, and that brings us pretty much to the end of our show. So, boys,
1: that's a good headbanger. Choice? That it's not. It's not a subtle tune, is it?
0: No, it's great, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Get a bit cross. You can have a good thrash to that one. I like yeah, a bit of week... run into
0: something like that. That's Absolutely
1: good. good. um Good. Good weekend in Australia, and um well. On to next weekend, I guess.
0: And we do. Next weekend, we go to the Autodromo Enzo e Dino Ferrari at the Emilia Romagna GP at Imola. He's been waiting the entire show to make that statement.
1: He's been practising the rolling of the R's. Loves it.
0: Maybe. I think that's maybe why my headphones broke, because I've been practising it so much. Right, Okay. (laughs) So. So... Thank you for joining us at home. Thank you for listening. You can see us on our Twitter feed, which is at lights underscore F1. You can go to jacksradio.com and listen to any of our shows from the last year. Um, or you can have all of our music uh, from the very first show onwards, which is the LOLGF1 jacks playlist, which is on Spotify. So, playing us out tonight is another Aussie favourite and this is ACDC and the song I've gone with is It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. So boys, do you want to say goodbye?
1: Goodbye. <laughs> say yes, goodbye boys and uh, we'll see you again next weekend.
0: And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. <laughs>